Hello and welcome to an extra special episode of the Let's Talk Autism and Additional Needs podcast. I'm Michelle Davey. This is... Hi everyone, it's Christelle here. That's my co-host Christelle and we are joined by three of the members of the Send Reform England team. Hello, good afternoon ladies. Hello. Hiya. So we have got George, Lisa and Catherine all here with us today to talk about the absolutely vital and important protest that is happening next week and these ladies are the ones behind it you guys are the people that set this up so we are basically just going to hand it over to you and you're going to tell us what this means why why you're doing it and how can other people get involved what it's all about what's all about so basically we are a group of mums that came together um online we are all have children with additional needs um, it kind of all started around the KCC SEND meeting um, where some of the councillors were saying things like getting an EHCP is the in thing to do, um, the, the parents don't work, they're in it for the benefits. Um, so as you can imagine, it caused a bit of an uproar, um, not just in Kent, but across the whole of the UK. Um, and there's basically a huge problem with the SEND system. Um, it doesn't work the way it is. There's thousands of children out of school, thousands of children being refused EHCPs when they should be getting them. Um, so we came together and decided we needed to do something about it. And basically, we've organised this campaign and a protest uh, we've now got a petition that's got over 50k signatures within like three weeks. Um, so it's all gone a bit mad, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but it's been amazing, hasn't it? Like there's been so much coverage over social media, which just shows us like, like this is so fantastic that you have done this because actually, why should, why should we? We've all got children here of additional needs. Why should we stand here, just sit here and just accept that this, this is the current state of affairs? For our children and you guys have arranged something here that has brought the parents of special needs children together haven't you really? I, I think to be honest as well when you have a child with additional needs it is incredibly isolating right from the get-go you know you tend not to go to baby groups toddler groups because it's overwhelming from your child and your child is just getting stared at and you're constantly having to explain behaviors so you stop going to those if your child is going to a SEND school and they're getting the transport, you don't get that school ground chat that parents do in typical schools. You don't get to kind of, you know, stand with the other mums and say, oh, did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? It's incredibly isolating. And you begin to feel like the problems you're experiencing, you're the only one. That there's nobody, you know, it, it can't be that broken, can it? That everyone's experiencing these problems. But the truth is, it really is that broken. And the great thing about social media is that it has connected people. And by us sharing our stories online and talking about our kids and the highs, the lows, the funny bits, other people reach out and they tell us their stories. And some of them are just heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, because I know even from the podcast point of view and, you know, we spoke to Lisa before and there's loads of people sharing this stuff that we've spoke to before. And, and we've had these conversations about how isolating, how lonely it can be. But it's also, and I know that it's very recently with myself, we've just gone through an EHEP refusal at panel. Something that I was told, dead sir, dead sir, it's going to happen. You're going to get it. 
the relief I felt and then to be refused at panel for no actual real reason that actually then to go to tribunal but all of these things as well to go to tribunal we had to go to tribunal mediation that costs money doesn't it yeah yes Um, and the main thing we found out recently the 90 percent of cases at tribunal mediation court get overturned in the parents favor so that money that's being wasted could go on new schools school places teachers training the list's endless instead they're wasting money taking parents to tribunals that don't need to happen yeah, and also as well, it's like, it's the money is one thing, but also as a parent of three neurodivergent children, like the emotional stress that caused me, mm-hmm. I actually couldn't work that morning that he got refused. I could not work. I was t-shirts, mm. as you know, but I couldn't work. <laughs> I had to come out of class. I was that, and Christelle knows me. I'm not, I'm not a crier really, but I just couldn't take any more. I was at mm. breaking point absolute yeah. breaking point because these are our children like why and I just kept saying to my husband why do we have to fight for everything like you know it's made me that's the thing, why everything? yeah you that's you do have to fight and it's ridiculous because the system really is broken I find that you have all these professionals who want to tell you what's happening with your child and when oh. it comes to things like annual meetings they don't even turn up but they still mm-hmm. want to have an input on how things should go in school for your child they don't turn up they don't know what's going on so for no. example my son he needs two people with him at all times yeah but we had an annual review one time and they wrote to us and said no he, he doesn't he just needs one and I was like but well, how would you know you've mm-hmm. not come to a meeting you haven't seen him in action no. you don't know how to keep him safe but it all goes down to they don't want to release funds as you said, they think that we're, we're sponging off the government and it's ridiculous. So I want you to guys to tell people what's it going to look like next week? What's going to be happening? Genuinely want it to be a really positive experience for everyone. You know, protests now get a lot of bad press. The laws around protests have changed. We've had to be really careful and mindful of that. So we're not doing a march. Um, we're doing a static process, protest. It's peaceful. Um, we're not chanting because then we could be considered noise pollution and asked to disperse. It's genuinely a physical and emotional stand together that this is not okay what's happening. And there will be speakers on the day, people sharing their stories, all all different types of stories as well. You know, we've got um, a lady whose son was systematically failed through education, had mental health crisis, and he, he passed away. And it's a heartbreaking story. There is, education has such a huge impact on the quality of someone's life that it's important that we tell those whole complete stories. You know, it it goes so much further than education. And we genuinely, we just want everybody to really enjoy the day, to have that sense of community that we're often lacking. And it's it's step one for us. It's not it's not the end of the road by any means. We've also got some MPs speaking on the day as well. So we've got teachers, we've got Labour MPs. You know, there's so many people that are coming together in this huge community now to stand together and say what is going on is not right and it needs to be changed. Yeah, and so from this, I mean, this is amazing. So from this, what do you hope to be the next step? You said this is just step one. So what's next? What's after this? We want to do further protests, like 
synchronise local protests because we are aware of the cost of living crisis. You know, for a lot of people, London can feel like the moon. It really can. And we want to make sure that the protests are accessible to all. So we will be having like synchronised local protests. We're hoping to genuinely get meetings with MPs where we can sit and go through costings and, and say, you know, X amount of money is being wasted on parenting classes, for an example, which I don't think anybody's ever come out of a parenting class and thought, oh my gosh, I've learned so much. I'm a better parent. <laughs> No, and, and they're but, so ridiculous as well. I remember, like, I mean, obviously, like, my son was diagnosed two and a half, and then when we went for our second child, then they were talking like eight years, nine years of living this. Then, then we had to go on a parenting course. We're like, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's they waste so much money with what is essentially nonsense that's designed to make us feel supported when we're not actually being supported. And if they just cut that out, if they genuinely just stripped back the fake support and plowed that money into the right areas, it would make a huge difference. You know, there has to be some acknowledgement. When the COVID crisis was happening and they felt that the NHS hospitals were under pressure, the Nightingale, Nightingale hospitals were popped up very quickly because we were at crisis level. It was a pandemic. And what they're failing to recognise is saying, oh, well, there will be funds in a few years. We're at, we're at crisis level now. Mm -hmm. This is a pandemic of additional needs education. It really is. They have to come up with solutions now that are going to help children that are in school now. Otherwise, we're dooming an entire generation to failure. What, you know, are we just going to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Those generations were completely failed, but we're going to do better. Like, it, they have to come up with some real solutions and we're open to discussing that with them. You know, they, they need to genuinely listen to parents, to families and take that on board, which yes. I don't think is something they've done before. Definitely. And we're part, we've basically partnered up now with the Special Needs Jungle, um, Let Us Learn Too. So basically we, we're partnering up with quite a few charities and things now. So... For future, we're going to come together as one united, huge group that hopefully will be listened to more. Yeah, hopefully. We, we, fingers crossed. Um, yeah. Catherine, Catherine yeah. can you tell us um, where everything's going to be taking place, how people can get involved, how people can support? Okay. So obviously the main thing is in London next week. If, like George said, cost of living crisis, not everyone can get to London. Not everyone is able to get to London. You can support us online by sharing things, retweeting, Instagram, messaging us, see if there's anything you can do in the background. We are like up to our eyes in stuff to do. So we're always looking for people to kind of help us out in different places flyers speaking to your schools speaking to not just um send schools mainstream schools um going into your gp shops with flyers anything like that um yeah we asked a lot of people to write to their mp and a lot of people were intimidated mm. by this they were like well we don't know what to write so we've literally written a template that people can access on the discord that we set up on social right. media and they can literally just you know fill in the gaps that they need to if everyone was writing to their MPs on mass, it would be really, really powerful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that and that's a great thing to do, actually. Yeah. yeah. And Catherine, is there one in Scotland next week? 
Yeah, so the one in Scotland is in Edinburgh. I think it's pronounced Holyrood, is that right? Um, it's on the same day, the same times as far as I'm aware. Um, and they are doing exactly the same as us, but obviously their laws, their government is completely mm, different to different, us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're still standing for exactly the same as us. Okay, well, it sounds amazing. It sounds like a real movement, doesn't it, Misha? We are going to have people going live throughout the day. We've got yeah. ITV are confirmed to come. BBC are coming. So it's, wow. it's going to get out, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And that's what we want, isn't it? You want the TV coverage. You want people to, yeah. you know. Now, how will you respond if somebody kind of, you know, because I hear this and we all hear this, we all know this. Oh, there's so many people that are autistic. Everybody's autistic, are they? Everybody's got special needs. Everyone's getting labelled. You know, how do you, how would you say, what would you say to people, uh, you know, our community of how to respond to those type of, type of negative vibes that may come, because they may come from this? It's- I mean, it, autism, like, it's always been around. That's the thing. I think this is where people get it wrong is that I think oh there's so many people getting diagnosed now when actually it's um we are understanding it more we're understanding that it's a spectrum and there isn't just one type of autism you know autism doesn't have a look um I'm sure that if most people can look back to the old school days um you will know that there was the child there that didn't have many friends was known as the, you know, weird child, um, the child that was classed as naughty, um, you know, all these labels that people put onto these children at that time that probably were actually uh, neurodivergent somehow and were just labelled in a different way. Um, Now we understand it more and it's actually a diagnosis now. And I think it's important as well, like, we always say to people, there's obviously going to be some trolls out there who just want to say mean things because they enjoy that, you know. But there's also a lot of people that will will not understand and will ask a lot of questions, maybe phrase them wrong because they lack that understanding, but it doesn't mean they're coming from a bad place, you know. And if we, our, our thing is we respond with kindness, you know, we're not ever going to have a go at someone, we're going to try and educate them and we're going to say, well, you know, these are the facts and the figures. Do you think that's right? Would you feel like this if this was your child? And keep, you know, passing that back because yeah. those people can be reached because they're open to understanding. Some yeah. people are closed off and we'll never reach them. And that's that's sad for them. It's, yeah. you know, it's, well it's a reality. Yeah. No amount of talking will change people's minds sometimes. No amount of figures, no amount of stats. But like George said, that's, that's sad for them that's on for them. them yeah yeah and I think that's you know when you said actually about you all got to stand together okay and we're not allowed to march anymore we're not allowed to chant and things like that but <laughs> actually standing together and being as one is kind of symbolizing everything that we're about isn't it really yeah. you know we're a community we're standing together fighting for our children as we've done, which many people might not realise that you do right from birth. Every person fights for their mm-hmm. children, we hope. But, you know, there's this constant battle. So actually to stand united like that, uh, I just think mm-hmm. it's very symbolic. And, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's going to go amazing. 
um and well done well done you all to for sorting we'll this be crying and... there'll be lots of... lisa's cries yeah. about twice a day every day i, I cry constantly now it's making me no. feel emotional and i'm just like Zinia, listen to I it do, i keep getting emotional from seeing the support from people you know there are like yeah. you said, you're always going to get the haters especially when things blow up um but the support from people and it, you know it's not even people that have children with additional needs this is yeah. people with neurotypical children and everything as well and the teachers and yeah. you know there's so many people out there that want to help and want to support and that is what it just literally means the world to us yeah, yeah. this is it everybody can be involved you don't have to just be a parent of a child with additional mm. needs you know like the education system everybody that's conceded this is going on uh, or wants to know more so where can yeah. we find out more ladies like where can point us to the right place well, we now have a website. Do you want to say, George or Catherine? <laughs> so Catherine is team Facebook. She runs our official Facebook page. I do the Twitter page. There's an official Instagram page. Um, and there is the website, like Lisa said, which, yeah, we were very excited about the website. It's beautiful. Shell did that and she's done an amazing job. And that's going to continue to grow and more will be added to that as well. Fantastic. We'll put all of those links up in the bio on our socials as well so everybody yeah. can access that there. But thank you so much for coming and speaking to us one week today. Ooh, I can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> so send Reform England. Yes, yeah. send Reform England. Thank you so much, ladies. It's been absolutely amazing. Thank, thank you. Guys. Thank you so much. <laughs>